See, I was just, well, we'll get into that. Kind of bring the music. Never seen a happier person. Yeah, I mean, you gotta gotta little start it off with a little flavor in the beginning of it. You know what I'm saying? Funky baseline. Yeah, so it's episode ten. We're here, David Hermes, Dave Hermes. Dude, I'm such a normal guy. (laughs) I'm like, you guys had like a chef on, you had like a musician. I'm like, yeah, I'm just a dude who works at an office. Actually, I'm working from home right now. (laughs) Aren't we all? Aren't we all? So what do you do? Uh, Like TPS reports? (laughs) PC load letter. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) I did the office and they had, they nailed that. They nailed that movie. They, that movie was so good office for our space. generation, Office Space, because yeah. when, when it came out, none of us knew what an office environment was oh, like. Yeah. And then come for adding all the technology and all the bullshit, we're still, still dealing with, with the fucking paper jams. And, and what's crazy is I saw that movie when I was probably 10 years old. And you and had, had no, no idea. I was like, what? This is kind of and funny. And then like as you get older, boobs. it's fucking hilarious. If you When you start working in it and you hear the phone calls and you hear the ring, 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 it's like, Hello, uh, Nancy Accounting. You're like, oh my God, it clicks. That guy, Mike Judge, who the, I think Mike Judge was the writer of that. I don't know. He did Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead. He was just on Stern. Because Stern has his like uh, radio show kind of broadcast on Facebook sometimes. Right. And he was interviewing Mike Judge. That guy is a genius. It's so good. And he's super rich because he's really creative. But he, I think he spent some time in, in, in corporate world. But then. He started writing a little later. It's so funny. Corporate world has not changed over the 12. Absolutely. Yeah, just people what? haven't changed, though. No. Nah, they just are, added, like, different things. Yeah, like, we're still useless, and we have every single capability. It's like, you could you could do anything you want. <laughs> I'm so convinced that in this whole lockdown, people think, like, everyone's being productive because they're, like, sitting on a Zoom call. Mm. Yeah. But Ugh. nobody's doing anything. The so, people I know that are staying home, like, they say, every time I talk to them, they say, I'm working. Yeah, it's like, dude, if you're telling me you're working every time I call you, you're yeah. probably fucking you're not lying. working. You're lying. And you know, that's a, that's one thing that I I really needed to. In the last ten years of my life, I've cleaned up how much I've been lying. I've stopped being as flaky with people. I'm trying. I try to be like more. The direct. power of no is so good. Lying, lying to other people or lying to yourself. Lying to other people. Yeah, mine was lying to myself. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a deep thing to say. Oh yeah, Hold we're, on, let's we're hitting the deep hard, end. Yeah. Yeah, do it all the time. <laughs> Andrew's been in the deep end, end this whole time. <laughs> no, but like, uh, dude, I don't like, I don't like my toes up, scraping the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely hit a point in your life where you no longer make up excuses not to do things. You just tell people, like, dude, I don't want to do that. Yes, exactly. Like, no, you get way more honest with everything, and it works in business too. Right, and we talked earlier about transparency. Like, if everybody knows what's going on from point one, like once you get to your destination. There should be no confusion. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the biggest problem we have, and I, I like I like I talked about this last time with like fake entrepreneurs or like these people that are like serial entrepreneurs, oh, okay. and I'm like, you don't have one successful thing yet. Why are Man. you doing several things? And like, I just think they're lying to themselves. I'm like, that's guys what with dude, the I, really fancy cars that lease them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But that's a good play, I would say, right? Like I, you, I don't know. Are you that kind of dude? I would do that. So I don't understand that you would do that, what, what? for other but, business? Like, well, when you say lease a really expensive car, I feel yeah. like I would do that because I'm like, I don't know. I'm a penny pincher. We're, so. we're, t- we're talking about, like, people that, like, are stunting in that, like, M5 BMW, like, $700 a month yeah, lease. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. Whether you buy it or you lease it, it's still a, f- a fortune. Who would... 
to spend that much money on a vehicle <laughs> that doesn't them. bring you <laughs> any sort of revenue back. Like you guys have very nice trucks, right? Those trucks are very expensive. Trucks are crazy expensive anymore, but those trucks yield you a lot of like you make a lot of money with those trucks. You also you get a lot of branding need, too. You need the truck. Out you of absolutely the, need the truck. I would much rather drive a car every day. Dude, I have a car. Mm. I hate it. Did I don't I like cars. I, I got stuck in a Lotus one time. The That's fucking a really car. Small the car. car was so small. Like, dude, I said an, cars, not go kart. Yeah, dude. That thing was fast, though. Not as fast when I was in it, but it was fast. That's an interesting <laughs> car. Like a little English <laughs> sports car. My Jesse Berardi, our old IT guy, he had this white Lotus that he crashed multiple times. Like everything's like carbon fiber. He's got carbon fiber everywhere. And it's like Jesse, Ber- Jesse Berardi. I could barely crawl. Fiber. I had to crawl into the car and crawl out of the car. The car was so ridiculous. He kept crashing a Lotus? I think he like would hit stuff. Like It would break oh, a lot when yeah, he was yeah. racing and shit. Okay. I think things broke a lot on that yeah. thing. Huh. Fucking car. Well, it was English, mate. Well, dude, Robin's racing. The English aren't like really well known for you know, the longevity of their cars, but they're very like flashy and decadent, but it's not like it's going to hold up. I mean, yeah. we drive cars Aston over Martin. here like assholes. Over there, they're like... You might go a mile or two in a. Di- you know what I mean? That is I true. We the- we put some fucking miles yeah. on cars, and it's funny like car yeah. commercials, especially truck commercials, are the best because there's it's so hyperbolic. If I can use that word, because it'll be like, oh you ever should we look that up? Yeah, <laughs> I might need to look that up. <laughs> you watch a commercial and it's some guy in a dually pulling like horses off a mountain, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just in Nobody case you wanted to do that. this, you could probably do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I Dude. drove out in Colorado a couple years ago. And now. nobody's doing that. Oh, you know what? It was nice out. People were going real fast, but nobody's doing that. And if you're like, people don't go out in that weather. Like, no. that's when it gets serious. You get snow drifts. You don't want to get caught in those mountain roadways with that. That's Those roadways are crazy, man. Yeah, They're, but if you have. Chevy Silverado HD. Apparently, you can go through four feet yeah, of powder. Apparently, you can like take all of Santa's reindeer up. Like also, <laughs> also Sauron. on the commercial when the truck goes through the five feet of powder and there's like snow flying yeah. everywhere. Anyone that's ever been stuck in snow would never do that. If you want to be an asshole, fuck your <laughs> truck up like this. You well, could you, probably once, do this. Once you get stuck, you are fucked. You might as well just let the snow melt and then get the truck out. Yeah. Oh, dude. I grew up in Montana. Uh, uh, it was <laughs> we the, the I say that like I'm like yeah Montana. <laughs> no, this this ski hill bus every day. Every <laughs> I think it was every Wednesday and Friday we could get on the bus after lunch and skip out on school and take the bus up to the ski hill. Yeah, that's and one day this bus got stuck in a snowdrift. And you're talking like a hundred kids, and the kids had to pull it out. That we we had to push and pull. Nothing could get that thing out, dude. Dude, here here where we grew up. They'd be like, "Get yeah, just stand back from the bus. We don't want to be sued by any of your parents. Yeah, see, we, we we're going to call National Guard. No one ever tomorrow. sued anybody. And, and that's why, like, we just hung out in the town. Like, nobody messed with anybody. And it was just, it was a good place. But where are you from? Montana. Where are you, where are you like, when uh, did you, around uh, here? Uh, okay, so here's, the, I guess that's the second question. When did you move to Pennsylvania? I moved out of Montana when I was 18. Oh, so, so you were already reared. So you were reared in Montana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're no. in Montana. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, def- I definitely have lost some of the, some of the flavor of it, but yeah. it's still in my, it's still in my jeans. Did you, it's still in there. See, but uh, did you wear? Can you wear like cowboy hats out there? No. I was. Th- I mean, most most people just wore baseball caps. Okay. Yeah. So like maybe Texas. the old timers did. I mean, when they wanted to, like for function of a cowboy hat, out here they wear wear a cowboy hat for fashion. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Out yeah. there, you wear a cowboy yeah. hat for because, function because right. you get the fucking sun off your neck. Yeah. I don't know. You probably got a cowboy hat. <laughs> Damn right I do. This is America. <laughs> this is America. Yeah, when I visited the greatest country on earth, I bought, I was looking at the cowboy hats. <laughs> I'm speaking about Texas. And those cowboy hats are no joke. They can set you back a, f- oh, yeah. <laughs> a few doll hairs. They're very expensive. Yeah. It's like a good pair of boots. Yeah. You know, like I never knew how much boots cost. Yeah, but they last a really long yeah, time. Yeah, we went to a famous boot shop when we were uh, in Austin last year. And uh, I really wanted a pair, but I was like, like, I don't know, a thousand dollars. Yeah, a thousand dollars later, you're just like, because you got to get two pairs, you know? I prefer a boot. Daytime and nighttime. I think that happens when you get older. You prefer a good boot? Just like like slip on and go? Dude, yeah, like I really want, like I really want to start wearing like a good boot. Like the guy, like the boots the guy wears in Terminator. Like a little bit of a square nose to it, a little wear to it. You probably work in them, but you still take care of them. Good boots. My brother works on (laughs) ships. And he, my brother works on ships and they give him like a stipend every year to get a new pair of boots. And, uh, he's, you know, he always would come home. Like he's got Danners right now. Yeah. Right. They're They're, nice. They're good boots. Yeah. Yeah. They're expensive. They're real nice boots. But, um, he moved to like a, he's, he was like such a a Danners man, but now he's got this like slip on boot that he really loves now. And it's Merrill's called a croc boots. Merrill's been making a lot of really good hiking boots for years. But recently, I've seen like work boots out of Merrill, which I think is fairly. I don't know. Is it new or not? I've been I seeing those like sponsored as seen, as well. I think they're new. I always saw Merrill advertised as like where you're saying a hiking boot for like. Uh, yeah, they're starting to do work boots, women. tactical boots. My day, my day to day is uh, Merrill. That, me too. Yeah. They're comfy. They're waterproof. My they dad wears well. them. He swears by them. They went up to Maine a couple of years ago, and that's when they got. My parents both got them, and it's like they're expensive. Like you know, they're very expensive. They're over a hundred bucks for. a Pair yeah. of Merrill's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, 130. Yeah, 130. Yeah. That's a pretty decent amount to spend on a shoe. So yeah, yeah, I was buying the Colombians, but I was going through them every month. The Colombians? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go Yo, through Columbian pretty much. The Colombians would blow out the blow Lim- out the toe. Every shoe. Three shoes in a row. Yeah. That's because you're buying the knockoffs. You should have bought the legit <laughs> brand Columbia. Columbia. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. You were buying the total. Yeah, I got that. Now. You were buying those Colombians. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say I was buying Columbias. That doesn't. I was saying plural. Like there are two shoes. I got out of my Volvo and my Columbias. That's a really got, interesting got thought process. You're like, I didn't want to say the right word, so I just doubled down and said the wrong word <laughs> twice. <laughs> got him. Uh, Holy man. shit! So you grew up here in uh, PA? Yeah, man. I I, I grew up. Don't on touch the jerky. You don't want it. <laughs> oh, we We're not going to go through that again. <laughs> Eating jerky on the radio may not be a good idea no. either, especially when you hate it. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I don't. I don't care for it much. But I grew up over in Pensbury. I lived in Fairless Hills when I grew up, and then uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like I moved around. I don't want to go into that, but like I'm right. from Pennsylvania. But <laughs> you're proud as fuck right there. Proud as fuck. That's where I live now. I That's where I bought the house now. So it's in Fairless Hills. And uh, it's like there's the taxes are really low there. You have Pensbury School Districts. Yeah. Um, I originally did this house to flip it. And then by the end of it, I was just like, I was so fatigued, man. And to, to be completely honest, I was like right at my break even anyways. Because I had gone. <laughs> flips are the guys that do flips really well. Like the guys on TV are full of crap. Yeah, the guys that do flips really well don't care about building a nice house. Yeah, they do the flip to make money, and that's yeah. just why we're, we're not. We don't do flips just because 
everything we do, we like to go all out and try to make it as, you know, as good and high quality as we can for the mm-hmm. budget. And we just don't do well with flips. That's like, my problem. That was my problem too, because like I would, I went into the house, right? It was a panel built house, right? So you had these sideways two by three lattice structure. Yeah. That were like support, gl- yeah. Okay. So they were kind of like pressed to the frame and then at the, they centri- notch them out and okay. then they slam them in there. Yeah. Okay. And then the roof, uh, the joist, eight, eight foot ceilings, two by four joist, two by four rafter, and then like a, a 45 coming into a central beam that was running down yeah. the entire length of the house. The ridge beam. Right. And that's how this house was built. So when I started tearing into what I, you know, I thought was drywall, really paneling, I'm like looking at this. On the shape. outside, right? Um, Where the, between the studs and the siding, it was like foamish? No, when I, there were no studs. Uh. It was a sideways two by three. So you had like one and a, mm. a half inch coming at you. But and like they were like stacking those, and they put these little pieces of uh, insulation in them. These houses were built in like the fifties. Yeah, fifties and sixties, you could do that. Is, <coughs> where's the house at? Uh, Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania. Where's that near? Help me it's out. It's near Levittown. It's right next to Levittown. Okay, so like Levittown, they have the, all those nineteen like fifty years, forties, fifties houses you know from World War Two. Oh, like man. everyone would come back and buy a house. Dude, the, yes. Levitt, the Levittown neighborhood is like in architecture school. They teach you about that. Oh, dude, the it's a, how big is the house? Uh, 1380. So small. Yeah. You have like one of those badass fire pits out back in the yard. Uh, mine doesn't, but oh. you can put one back there. I Most of those houses came with these fire pits and they say that the guys, when they came back from war, like weren't used to spending like the inside time mm. inside the house yeah. and they would build these massive fire pits in the backyard and they would just sit there Yeah, and that'd be like their thing. Could yeah. Where that's more of like it, what you're talking about. It's more of like a. Grill, grill oven kind of thing. Nah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, like yeah, half wall. Thing. Yeah, it's like a cinder block thing. It's not like when when you say fire pit out here, we think like somebody dug a hole, got a little tired, <laughs> put, put stopped digging the it. hole, and started a fire. Yeah. Maybe didn't even dig the hole. So lit a Christmas tree on fire, and then mom's yard was forever scorched. I uh, I no, didn't. usually like a fire pit would be like a piece of like a round piece of metal probably stuck in this. There's a a few yeah. of them like that. I. Uh, they're in certain inserts now, but there's yeah. <clears throat> I guess the ones I'm talking about were like a pizza oven, or like oh, a, yeah? like with a smokestack, and they were well sit back as far back in the yard as they could get them. Huh. And they were made for like just like hanging I'd out, and it, ha- and it would bounce warmth off the wall. I I know a lot of old timers yeah. that live there, dude. There's so much history talking to old people, dude. If it's, you stop it's, and just talk to an old person, like. I challenge everybody. The Next one, time, just try yeah. to make conversation with someone who's like above ninety, and just, you can find them. Or see, like I got this guy in my neighborhood. They're dropping like flies. And now that you tell me about it, the whole generation of these awesome people are going to leave us. It's so crazy. And we haven't picked up the lessons yet. Well, some most of us. Haven't. I wonder, like they probably weren't perfect when they were our age either. Well, they have such good retrospect now that if we took that and we made better people, oh, yeah. and then like every year, every generation, it started them younger on the lessons that the other people learned. So, you know, in a couple hundred years, the person would have like 200 years of lessons. And if you, you're really good at that as a, a society, then ca- like you could just keep advancing the human civilization faster. Yeah, I think they tried that. It was called Gattaca. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, that's like the whole adage, right? It's like learn from, like I was thinking today, if someone came up to me and said, if I, when I went up to a 20-year-old kid and was like, hey, man, you should do this. You should study this. Like this is, you know, the world sucks. If yeah. you could just tell them that, but nobody heeds the advice of someone. Would 20, 20, oh, you're 20 year old. Yeah, I'm struggling with that. When you were 20 years old, 
would you have listened to most of like advice from other people? Starting about like younger, starting younger than that. We were all just idi- I like I didn't. What if like, you told a ten year old the world sucks, you just started telling them reality. Think that'd be good for a ten year old? No, probably not. No, but twenty like you should be. People are not becoming men and women until later in their years, and we're we're coming out of our parents' homes in high school, just 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 making more children for like the world to watch. That's why college is so expensive. Probably because it's a giant daycare most of the time. Like, how much money is that if that tuition is probably built into, like, just ensuring the fact that your kid is there? That's an amazing <laughs> point that I never thought of. Holy shit. There's probably a lot of, like, contracts and shit that have been written. There's probably all sorts of lawyer bullshit yeah, all over. Yeah, it's $40,000. You know what it is? The more expensive it is to go to school. The safer. The more insurance they may or may not have, or the more dangerous it may be to go there. Because if their insurance premiums are super, super high, it might be dangerous to go to that school. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of enabling, too, I feel like, um, with the whole, I don't want to, like, you think about student loans, right? So, the problem is, you have have over lending, but the schools cost too much. But it's like, the schools get federal funding, and they can charge that much, and then... Some schools do, not, not every... Yeah, his school probably didn't. Charge. I went to. I don't. I don't know if they did Depends or not. Depends on where you go. I went to Campbell University in North Carolina. You got to be smart about where you send your kids to school. Like that, I was thinking about like tuition, yeah, weddings, tuition, weddings, and funerals are probably the biggest wealth sucks out of families. Do you want any? I don't get. Let's funer- double. Di- let's double funerals down. Funerals are such a. Go ahead. We're yeah. not going to go down that road. Yeah, you're I'm right. going to double down. I'm um, double down. Yeah, we're do you? Do you still have student debt? No, I paid it all off. Okay, I think I kind of I think I knew that. But it was, yeah. Our listeners didn't. All nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me to stop saying that. I They're like, dude, more than nine people listen to. Like, I know four people, is, and yeah. I'm like, dude, shut up. It's that's my why, show. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's but what I'm saying is like, okay, so you don't have like, whatever. That's not really it, my question. My question more was, do you? think you had to go to school to do what you were doing now no or do you think you had that much it's not it no it it doesn't if you're looking at an equation it's an inequality no do you think do you but like i guess i worded that wrong i'm trying to get more out of that uh do you think like what you want to do with like dave forever like school was that important no i could have learned everything i learned in four years and probably a year and a half if if you're older and more experienced Kids go to no, how, no, how, if they retread a lot of stuff, Andrew, like you're retaking like English composition, you should yeah. be, like, you should know how to do that. Oh, so you're saying you probably could have consolidated everything you Absolutely. did in four years they, into a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Well, they do do years, a lot probably. of reteaching, even like in the big schools yeah. and the smart schools. You're, you're junior to senior years when you're learning, especially in high school. If you took AP classes and stuff, like you're, you're, a, you're like basically a sophomore. Yeah. In most colleges. That's, that was my biggest problem going, like going through economics graduating hanging out in normal life and then going back to school yeah. to architecture like economics was one of the things like you just like as long as you hit it hard hit it quick like you got your stuff done but like with architecture like there was physical deliverables like you had to produce designs yeah, yeah, and products uh, so like grad school is just a whole different animal you had to like that's basically i was school, spending right? the whole weekend literally the whole weekend like at a desk, like drawing, th- like stuff like that, like just like but you enjoy doing it, probably. Nah, you know I, mean? I fucking hated every second <laughs> of my life. Nobody is happy in architecture school. It's a fallacy. Find me a happy architecture but student, architecture, I'll find you a fraud. Architecture is something that I would imagine you got to be pretty 
good at because that's it's, it's a lot of things. It's a passion. You have to be good it's at like CAD and engineering. You have to be good at like understanding trends and people's behavior. But like, like being a, being an architect, being a good architect is probably one of the most diverse. It's diverse individuals in a profession because they have to understand so much to be able to design a good product, and that's right. why when good architects are good, they're really good. You that's don't hear a lot of. I feel mediocre like, good architects. They're no. either mediocre firms or they're great. I don't think there's a whole lot of room in the middle. Right? There's no somebody that's like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good, but he's not great. If you're pretty good, you mm. became great because mm. right? there's not that many of them. Yeah, I think what makes a good architect is being open. Well, in residential construction, I guess, like being there's just like so many levels to architecture, multi-leveled. But like being yeah, a good residential has. architecture, like for what we build, we specifically put the stairs in a sp- in a specific spot but that's not even an architect's idea that's your idea yeah. that maybe you got a little bit from here a little bit from there experiencing over the years took a little you know bit what, of what do you, you know like do you know why but I like you were open back? you were open to a, what people wanted and that's what made snacker. you a good yeah i'm a late night snacker and in my current house we got to that episode 10 we finally got the cat out of the bag I, I do the same thing man. my dogs get up yeah my dogs all like, of all yeah. of instagram knows about dave snacking and uh so like and I go down a lot, and I'm just in, like, my pajamas or underwear or whatever, and I walk downstairs, and I have to wave to, like, the neighborhood because we got this one big-ass foyer window. When the stairs are in the front of the house, you have to have a two-story foyer, right? Or you've cut off all view of the second floor, and it looks like shit. Mm. So to have that two-story foyer, now you have, like, front windows. So everybody's been putting stairs in the front of houses since, like, 1910, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of the big box builders still put them there because it makes an efficient floor plan. Mm-hmm. But if you can make that house 100 square feet bigger, then you can put the stairs like in the back of the house or perpendicular turn them so they're more intimate. Like stairs in a house should be intimate. Yeah, and I like the fact that your stairs are kind of out of the way. I dated a girl who's had like that. She lived in a Toll Brothers house over in Yardley, over by LMT. Yeah. And uh, when you first walked in, they had the stairs going up, but then they had a second set of stairs coming back down towards the uh, kitchen, which was in the far right of the house. And I always preferred those stairs because it was like, it didn't take up a lot of space. It was like built into the house. You can make it nice. You can put a bench, benches, shoes. So if you take that away and you put them in the front, you get, you're saying you're, you're you're putting a two story or foyer, which is impossible to change the to change the light bulb because the lights like yeah, yeah, yeah. fifteen. So feet you in cut the air. that out. I like yeah. that idea. But you know you know why a lot of big box builders have it because a lot of those dudes designing houses are 60, 70 years yeah, old and they learn from their par- yeah. parents and they know what works and they've right. been doing it. Right. However, I will say that Toll Brothers has finally changed it up and started moving stairs around because I think they have a lot of younger generation people our age that are like, whoa, man, that's yeah. a that's a bad way to design the house. Yeah. Like, let's start over on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, that's like one of the Especially things. Especially if that's the main way to get up. <laughs> Slow down. You're going too fast. That's not the way to do the stairs. Yeah. Not good. So, yeah, going back to architecture. Like, you have to be good at understanding the current environment of your buyer. Not the buyer. The client's buyer. Because you can't just design. And I think being in a commercial architect is hard because you have to understand, like, workspace really well. Like, workflow. Hmm. How long is architecture school? Five years. That's a long time. Yeah. That's longer than it takes to become a monk. <laughs> I went to monk school. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, you all have to have associates. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear the robe. <laughs> yeah, he got done monk school faster than he got his finance ticket. Yeah. I got Five out. years is a long time. I got out on time. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think he got out on time. It sounded like he was <laughs> serving was prison. He's serving yeah. college. college was a. I could have. I don't know. Plus, I spent so much time after school trying to pay down my debt. I would work weekends like, waiting tables. Oh yeah, doubles. I didn't see so you for our like kids, four years. Do you think our kids and the next generation, since a lot of our generation has gone through that pain of like. Absolutely. Man, was college really worth it? Do you, I don't think college exists like it does today in 10 years. Once. It shouldn't. Because the kids that are going to college, their parents are 48, 50-ish right now. They didn't quite hit the college that is modern like we hit. Right. Mm-hmm. right? So like party schools are just becoming like, yeah, party schools. Yeah, cost $50,000, Mr. Johnson. Exactly. Yeah, so, we, like, we, like, were talk, uh, we were talking about, like, train, like, in the last podcast, we were talking about, like, what, like extreme market shifts or things like like what's going on right now with the market or yeah. the world. Does Dude, I want to talk about that so bad. To does does to like innovation and stuff like that. And a lot of people think it stunts an economy and it stunts this and it really doesn't. It actually like adds gasoline to the fire. Yeah. And one of the things you got to think about how many accelerate. times how many times have you been in like a dinner party or Thanksgiving and your old great aunt's like, when are they just gonna make college all online? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. This is one of those situations that makes Aunt, that change Aunt Nancy happen. Nancy was right. Yeah. Okay. So, but he, they also before, sorry. Um, no, continue. There, a lot of the kids, a lot of the college kids, because I think Dave would, would probably have a lot to say about this. Like a lot of the college kids are asking for their money back for this year, saying they haven't gotten the value, even though the colleges are offering the online program. Yeah. They're like, we we contracted for this education. We we're not be, getting. We, we want to be out of the house partying, hanging with our friends, and you got us stuck at home yeah. with the parents. Yeah. But is it wrong, like, though, like your Harvard like, education? But, like, here's the thing. Like, were you even going to class? Dude, this is the victim. Maybe at Harvard they the were going to class. This is the victim generation, though, we're talking about. Everything is someone else's fault. Oh, uh, dude, totally. Yeah. And Thank God you say they're being it. conditioned. When we, we have it a little bit, like, uh, 32 years old, like, my, pa- my father all and his father, us, like, dude. old school, kind of from the old school, you know, like your dad kicked the shit out of you sometimes. That's that was life. You know, you didn't <laughs> yeah. hate, you didn't grow up and have all sorts of fucking problems because your dad, you know, you saw some shit and blah blah blah. Dude. Like my dad started a business. He like went out and pumped gas. He was but, a mechanic. But, but you can't you can't fool you can't. I call it with my kids, no messing around. You cannot mess around. Absolutely, and time like, is way too important. You, there are certain times when you let kids be kids and you got to let them be kids and let them hang out and enjoy and like laugh and piss their pants because laughs so much. And then a lot of the times when they're doing something like with other families. <laughs> at dinner or on the work site, it's like, dude, do not mess around. And the sooner you can teach your kids that messing around is a mistake and that being kids, there's a time and a place. But do you remember how shitty you were at 16? I was shitty, dude. I was like a good kid. We've I was talked, smart. We've talked but about like this. But like we were, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I we were fear all idiots. what I'll have to do with a 17-year-old version That's of That's what me. I'm saying. Like our I'm kids, like, oh, God, we just got to tell our kids to teach the you truth. logic and you just don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but so, I, so yeah, so college is going to be a major shift that I think goes more online than not. And once once one of the major universities starts to admit that their online courses are actually better than in person, because think like that person takes online, they probably go to work while they learn instead of messing around, right? Yeah, but if you have a, if you think you have a socially inept group of people now. What do you what are you gonna get out of people when you take college away? I think college is an extremely developed thinkers. I don't think necessarily you Maybe should you go, get thinkers, man. No, but you don't go I don't think you should go so financially all in on college unless you're very sure of what you're doing and what you're doing needs requires. They that. should just have college for kids to go learn how to be social 
and like make it a an adult camp at eighteen. You know what? And that's the first two years they of college. Drink a little, drink to... a little too much, and figure out how do you got to like get home, and you know your left eye like doesn't open all the way. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you slanted like, to the right the whole like, walk. Like yeah. those situations. You got you got to learn that. Like drinking and all that stuff. Like it opens the door to situation like it just like it, it makes you you know it's not even just the drinking it's the socializing the it, sports it's the, the it's it, you said it right the first time a it's, tribe it's like the it's way the whole... to learn on your own how to deal with being a fuck up and fixing it yeah being drunk and fixing it or whatever like Kids have to learn that, and you're starting to see the me the wine generation come out now. Like if you can't clean their, up after where their parents coddled them through mm. college, and like when I was 18, it was like go to college and like I'll see you in six months at Christmas, and then I'll see you like at the summer if you're not working. You know what I mean? So like, but kids now they go to college and they move back in, or they're like overly guarded and act. They you know their their parents pretend that they're you know. 15 year olds the entire time until they're like 25 and i yeah. think that's the generation that we got to look out for you know what though because they're I gonna get in their way i want to walk something back and say you know i said like the victim generation it's it's very easy to pass judgment on people you know that aren't in your tribe really and are yeah. near in your generation you don't under, understand their perspective so it's like yeah but exactly. nobody should whine and that's like a that's like a kind of <laughs> that's a no one should, yeah well true. the whining generation true. is 100 percent accurate because all they do is bitch i you know it's what? like look man you may got a lot of shit going on in your head but you got to man up and you, or you woman up or whatever you call but, it you, you got know, it up you got to fix your shit okay you got to move on and that's why stop you, whining you just said uh yeah. earlier so that that's the generation i think we have to take care of and I agree with in that sense. Like we need to shepherd them, because. But what's crazy is like they're very capable, um, and there's a lot of smart ones. But they are they have this weird dichotomy of like they're super smart, yeah. they're really like they're intuitive, but they're like socially kind of inept. But those guys will invent something and change the world. Well, like you said, we gotta. It's just weird dealing with someone who's like you cognitive cognitively you're equal, but they're per, socially they're. 12. Completely different animals. Yeah, but I would say, I would say my ability to be intellectual and a huge nerd, and also my ability to socialize, made me. Yeah, I don't think I ever have considered you a nerd. You go all in on shit. Yeah, but you, know? you don't realize. You're how, not, uh, yeah, no, like you, you don't realize. I like, guess you're using. I guess. I mean, you do realize, but like, I feel like I. That's a. You're just. You're just a guy that goes passionate about whatever he does. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about. You know, because you asked me to come you know on the other day. I'm a nerd. I know a lot about science, bro. I no, I know, but he's talking about, like, I think he used, like, that term differently, like, guys that are socially inept. Yeah, but that, that's what I was doubling down on, was, like, my ability to be, yeah, bridge that gap. You want to be well-rounded. So how do you, I guess you got to relate with that person to, like, you gotta bring them in. You got to be interested that you, when you connect the gap with that individual, you are going to fail unless you, you know, either can fraudulently or traditionally be interested in what that person is. Yeah. Cause like sure. when, when there's times when I've like had a hard time connecting with somebody that I need to like coach up. Yeah. Usually the easiest thing is like, stop talking about what I want to talk about, talk with about them what they want. and just figure out what that person is into. Like because, what their hobbies are. Yeah. Like even like the weirdest shit, like and you'll see a spark go off in them and then it's just like the floodgates are yeah. open and they're just cruising. But you, you honestly, like it's very easily detected if it's fake. 
So yeah. if you can't like truthfully be interested in in like taking on that interest in whatever that person's interested in for the sake and well being of like your relationship and better of the business, like it's a long thing. But like you know, I yeah. agree with Dave that like you kind of need to like yeah worry about those people and like connect and like connect for sure connect but them. but there's a lot there are i would say i mean there are individuals that you connect you can't connect to because they won't let you connect to them mm. and then those are the ones that are like you know you gotta figure out how to help you know what i mean i don't know yeah do you like what do you think like do you find like how big's your office like that you work in um how many people i guess is though probably on my floor like 200 <laughs> multiple oh, floors shit. holy shit holy that's an shit. office that environment. is like, office space. Oh, when when I when I when you said corporate I wasn't world, yeah. I was I was envisioning maybe like twenty really smart. You have two hundred people. Yeah, just in that like that's building. like that's, dude, like that's a big star. company, dude. It's too big. <laughs> it's they they big. waste a lot of time. Yeah. So but. yeah, but they look at at it as the sum of all parts equals one massive product. So they may not be super efficient in everything. Like you're talking about, like on a micro level, but on a macro level, they're producing like a machine. Yeah, Dave has an interesting perspective, I think, because you, your family is entrepreneurial. Your dad owns his own business. Um, so you've seen like what that lifestyle is like, the ups and the downs. You've worked in the restaurant industry. You like you've like I feel like you're a well-rounded individual. Yeah. yeah in I terms of like, like we you, lived in Fairless Sales. My parents bought their house for like 49 grand in 1980. And my dad thought it was a good idea to like buy a boat. So that it's was like more we had this like house. little house in Fairless Hills, but like a really <laughs> nice boat. And it, my hilarious. friends would be like, "Why is your house like?" I went to like a little. It was a weird dude. It was like a weird because I like kind of. And then when I I had a lot of friends on like the Yardley side, and then I had a lot of friends on like the Fairless Hills and Levittown side. And Pensbury is a weird school because Council Rock. I feel like are a little insulated because everyone's like a decent you know stature. Yeah, Central Box and Council Rock are very isolated. Over yeah. there, like. The kids that were in, I was not like all honors classes, but I was like probably one of the three or four kids from like Levittown for the Hills that were in honors, and the rest were Yardley kids. Right. And, uh, you know, it was weird because like a kid would pull up in school with a Mercedes, and then there would be the kid that like smells like hoagies, and he's in senior year, and he's wearing, I don't know. It's just like real poor. Eclectic. Eclectic. Not all groups. of Levittown for the Hills. Uh, that's a. A huge uh, it's a large range yeah there's like interesting there's demographics. people who are doing well in, in those areas it's it's a weird place a, to grow up yeah but you learn a lot in those meshing pots right you do like you do. My it's street. a little more like riskier for a family right like not a lot of people are comfortable they're not comfortable being uncomfortable but mm -hmm. like it's you, not like up here it's not like up here but if you up can if, really if, nice. if you can mix all those together you can get some really creative people out of that school yeah and you get a lot of solid therapy like you have my friend uh, he's a union guy or he works for Pico. He's a gas mechanic and he does really well. And he's got a nice house in like Middletown. That's a nice place to be. Like there's parts of, you know, whatever. I don't even know I'm talking about this, but it's let it roll. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. I, you were talking about, I wanted you want me, you want me to go stuff. back here. No, we were, going no, we were talking about the, your perspective on like the, the corporate being in like the big, the big area, uh, the big diverse 200 person floor. I don't, I don't mind it. Is well, there just do you prefer, ringing do you prefer, everywhere? Do you Is it like prefer, surround sounds there, like ring, 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 ring? Yeah. Uh, you can, do you ever prefer like being in a smaller setting? No, like, like, so like you've seen like oh. both types of lifestyles oh, now. Oh, like, I don't, I have no okay. idea what that's yeah, like. I, I like, if you can work for like a smaller boutique firm who's really good at what they do, but you have to offer value, right? Like you, yeah. you can't just like count on a job like you can in the corporate world. Like 
Right. I work pretty hard, but there's days where you're like, eh, I'm not working as 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 diff- as hard. And, and you, nobody I don't notices. have to drive business development. Like I don't have to drive sales. I don't have to do anything that's like. Yeah, we don't get that you opportunity. S- I have a I have a good friend. I, his I his brother saying. is an IT guy. He's hired with one of the pharmaceutical companies around here, and he goes, "Dude, nobody understands what I do." He goes, "Like I'm running an IT department of like two people, and like they're in charge of everything, like passwords, everything." He's like, "Dude, I could hide in this job and do like a mediocre job the whole time, and nobody would notice as long as they can log into their computers and shit works." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so like that's a whole nother yeah that's a whole nother that's like a small boutique business inside of a big business so but like in i your, feel bad for that person that's kind of like just coasting it's, at any level. Life, it's yeah. just like a different life i mean maybe i shouldn't feel bad for them no, maybe if that, as long as you're happy who cares yeah but like if you're like actively avoiding work yeah, but go back to the movie Office Space. Those guys hated their job, but as long as they did yeah. the bare minimum, they have a job. Avoid work. So you can't do that in construction because, like, if I if I set if I set you up at if I show up at eight, yeah. and then I circle back around at like two, you and you there. only have fifteen minutes worth of shit done. Yeah, well, constru- it's very yeah. evident. Yeah, I mean, there's days where you expect to get more done than what you actually do, but you can see what happened, what obstacles you came across, like, you know. Do you guys like talking about business, like outside, like outside of business? I think me and him, we just we go hard on each other all day. Yeah, we 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 like to talk about not necessarily our mean? particular real business. hard. You know, what I'm <laughs> dude, I was hoping somebody would pick that up. Uh, Nobody, you guys are oh man, uh, John, you're so no, I didn't know. I'm like like no, we we break we, up we the talk, with a little we talk about little business light humor. We well, talk about you? the like business as much as we can, not necessarily our business, but also like concepts of business. I think the what we were talking about today actually. The more you talk about it, the more ready for success you're going to be to like be able to like be aware of like what's going on in your business because there's a lot of components even like in a small business and dynamics and subs and like so the more we talk about it, the better it is for everybody. Yeah, you yeah. I, mean? I guess what do you, li- do you like to talk about it? I no, do. To I ext- like to talk about work. I Yeah, that's why I had you on, dude, cuz I knew you would you you would just get down on like just talking about like the conditions and like just like the ideas, because do, do you guys do, have to have like fly nets and stuff? Are the conditions bad for you in the on the floor? In like the it, office, yeah, it's like hot in there. Like they crank it up like a sweatshop. Oh, sweatshop, dude. This ain't a <laughs> Chinese there's a, whole, there's a whole temperature dynamic, but dude, I I uh, I kind of plug in when I get to work. Like I'm very cognizant of if anybody's having a a problem. I make it a point to like go right to their desk and figure it out because sometimes we have code that breaks. So I'll go to somebody's computer and I'll. And so out code. of the two hundred people. In your position, do you? Do I might you, help like fifty of them. Okay, so like you're like one of four guys in that off in yeah, that, that floor have, that like have that. There's two of us that have like programming, entre- yeah, knowledge. And so like you, they're like they're not. Are they like direct reports or are they just like they go to you? They just go like it, you're. You're kind of expected. Like you're not. Ex- I work for a particular group, but there's four groups within this these four walls. Gotcha. And it's so you like, like the leader of a group. Uh no, we're just kind of like our own. We're kind of a weird, we're business analysts, right? Or technical analysts or business right. business systems analysts. And we're kind of, yeah, we have like a manager structure, but uh, we know we're not like governed by anybody. I have a lot of autonomy in, my, autonomy in my job. And so does everybody else in that floor? No. There's like people that come in and they have to do like one set of tasks every single day. Like they're oh, man. very, very rigid. But what if you had to like enter that's like 10 numbers on a page? Or like on a program, like all you had to do is those ten numbers all day just long. Just wouldn't do it. 
You would just sit there and listen to podcast oh, after yeah. podcast. And people, do, people watch TV. I'd be. I'd have like an eBay sales All they're doing is so the question is those I'd people be websites with, with people. AI and stuff. Those right? websites are pain. So with like AI, that data entry point, if it's so repetitive, There's at what happening. I know, but why do that's we what, even have what people? A, that's, doing what that? bar, that's, that's what a that's what a barcode scanner that's, is. That's pretty much my job is to go around and look at processes like that. And either build an application using like Microsoft tools that I can automate that away, and so they're not spending time doing that. Yeah. Or we get if it's like if you're dealing with, you know, data from vendors and stuff coming in through FTP and like automatic file transfer between right. servers at different companies. I guess that's how it works. Um, it's good shit. The IT <coughs> department will jump on. Yeah, that. he used an acronym, dude. So like you got hard FTP right is basic. Yeah, you like if you're company yeah. A and your company B and you guys need each other's information instead of sending it via email you just drop it into a, like a folder that's like housed on a server on your system that he has access to based like with this and portal. can you get like the data to communicate with each other so they both benefit from that data well typically it's like I, I owe you something or if you owe me, like if I need information from you it's somebody's polling yeah, so, like so I always thought the best thing in our industry what we could do and they may already have it I may be in the stone age but what if you took a set of plans Right. And like you denoted and they set up CAD or whatever the file perfectly in the set of plans and you throw it into a program that, that would then come out with a detailed uh, We're gonna uh, finish schedule, like a, a takeoff. Like if they gave you if you could automate a takeoff, lumber takeoffs from a lumber guy takes forever. They do that. Right. What's a takeoff? <clears throat> like I could put a wall. I could put this house in. On it like could, a uh, bed? On the, yeah. On like okay. a, put it into like a computer system. Oh. Right, and, put the, and then that computer system say that I need 250 two by six by right, and so know, that's so they know what to, they could load your house on the back. Of and the then it would also tell me how much hardwood so a floor. Takeoff is you're doing you're going too far about this. A takeoff is simply like you sit down with a set of drawings, and doing a takeoff is like you look at the drawings. Are and you, you talking take about off automating the, the home build? No, no, no. no, 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 no let me finish. Okay. And you take off the information from the drawing onto your notepad. So it's like, okay, I need, there's, there's this much Excel. linear feet of wall. I need this many studs. Okay, so you just but you have to manual the material you take. You just have to okay. manually read the plans and take the info and put them I into an Excel sheet. It. So you need like, yeah, like you I said. I wonder if you could just do it for all, like there are programs that do just framing. There are, progr are so, there programs so that do everything. So you're saying right now there's no, here's what's. Here's you're saying that already exists? It exists hard. Chief oh. architect. If I designed your house in chief, it but, would tell me nobody, to the stud. How I know, many but nobody need. designs that. I'm talking about a program that would work with what is currently designed by most architects. Chief architect yeah. is a product that is sub not as good as what somebody like Ralph Fay uses. Ralph yeah. can do that. His systems can do that. They don't do that. Why don't they do it? So I'm, this because is amazing. Like I've been in this people, industry for 12 years, and I just got humbleized by the lack of technology. Here's, I know. here's why. Good. You ready? Yeah. You have people like Shimmy who have an architecture firm, and then they have their build company. Right. Shimmy's architecture firm can kick the build company out those takeoffs. It's his company. If they get that information wrong, <laughs> it's his company. What if we sign a waiver? Can if we start Ralph, asking people for it? Route, yeah. Yeah. So should we should we mandate in our business that every architect we use build stuff in chief architect? Well, when you're going, or is there other programs like is Revit better? I mean, that's the that's the program that I know most architects use. That's high end. Um, <laughs> I would imagine the software does both. What do you mean, right? dude? 
Um, like, what I'm saying is that already exists, but when you're paying, I mean, we use a decent Luch is a good architect, but when you're using loose. bottom feeders, loose. Yeah. When you're using bottom feeders, if you're paying someone five grand to design your house and you found him on Craigslist, like. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no, I'm talking about our current architects that we spend a lot of money on. So you, so this, so you, Andrew's saying that this already exists. You can, you oh, can yeah. CAD your, like, no. what does the architect so, do? Like? So I could plug in, I could say that this floor is going to be hardwood. This floor is going to be carpet. And then I could say that this floor is going to have wainscoting up to the height of this wall. I can get that detailed on chief architect. Yes or no? Yes. And wow. if you get that detail, that will spit out a material list for the entire. So it's it, pages long. If you could get an entire house design ultra design down to the detail by someone like Sam by somebody like Sam and then spit out all the info we would need to build the house right click material time material schedule boom how long would that take because I would imagine that there's a there's a cutoff time when it's no longer profitable to spend that much time on a takeoff because it doesn't matter you ready yeah ready Ready because it tracks all that fucking information. It literally tells you, "Oh, you've been away from the screen. You've so been logged out of the time tracker for this project." What you reengage the better than Chief is is Revit better? It's no Revit's a rendering program. Revit isn't a design, is a design you, tool. I think at this point you have to knowing the technologies out there, and if it like, why would you pose that question? Is it something that you think you need? Like something that you the ferry road house took me eight and a half hours to draw the whole house in detail. Do you know how much linear food to trim you need? I could I could print you out the whole thing. So it exists. Would does would you have to you'd have to go out and Door buy the software, right? He already owns it. Casing. We'd have to get our architects to design to that level of detail effectively. Like if we just gave it to if we just so here's where you apply it to business. Ready? And I think the listeners are gonna really enjoy this. Yeah, follow me along the path here. Because this has been a long, arduous path. This, well, this, is, a good, this is a good this is a this is a detailed path. If if you had the architect, if we normally spend twenty grand on a set of plans, a brand new set for a custom home, right? Twenty, thirty k, and all the listeners that have hired us to build homes, we are fully open with the numbers. So that's what it is. If you could pay them twenty five k, would how much detail could they get for an extra like five grand? That would make our lives as builders more precise for the homeowner for the bid. Would it? Take- I could. I could do to I could do it for you in thirteen hundred bucks. So you're saying you could take the architect's plans, upload the CAD file, or does it have to be designed and chief from the beginning? I'll do it. Like it doesn't matter. So you could take a CAD file from a house that we currently have. Yeah, I print the drawings out, give Sam the floor plan. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about who does it. I'm saying you, as in someone with the knowledge, you could do that. Your architect's gonna bill you. Way, way more, more than what it would cost us to do it in house. Yeah. If I had it my way, we would design Clearview one and two, have Sam completely do each house to the full T, and then put that information up on our website. So when someone's like, "Hey, John, I really like the walnut floors, but like we were thinking, you know what?" and then you're like, "Oh, okay, cool. Take wow. the screen screen grab. Go go to that website." Save picture as, take that picture, put it into the chief architect, stretch the resolution out so it looks like the actual floor, boom. So the more we spend time together, Mm. the more good ideas like this that come out make us just a better business. Yeah, Mm. so going back to like the conversation like 
15 minutes ago that Dave asked about if we talk like talking about business a lot. That's the rabbit holes we get. What what we do, like I think what makes us successful and like I I from hearing like offhanded feedback from people, sometimes people think things are better or easier for us or you know we're more successful like whatever your perspective is you think the grass is greener on our side and i really think what people are seeing is the fact that like when we sit down in the truck together like if we have to drive an hour to the city and find parking everything like that we've probably run through 800 different scenarios we're probably into somebody else's and where to eat lunch and then, then we're going to eat takes lunch. takes the longest and, amount of time. And then we're going to wait for lunch. And then we're going to go through. And next thing you know, we're like, God damn it, we're doing this wrong. And we, like, you know what I'm saying? So we run through a lot of, like, we run through things we haven't even made, mis- like, mistakes on. And, like, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So we talk a lot about, like, how yeah. how we feel about certain things. We try, we try and make a conscious effort to talk about, like, our feelings and then keeping the feelings separate from the decisions. Cause like, we'll talk about the feelings so that like, we're both so we get firm oh, the on that and then yeah. we can kind of remove that firm. So if I know how he is emotionally about something, I can be like, dude, what that decision, what you're saying right now is this, this is this because you feel this one. And then yeah. even if we're, he gets upset, good. I know he's going to get upset. So then he'll turn like, but I know he's going to do it back to me in two days. And like, so it's like, it's no, like it's I don't get pissed. Dynamic. And like, he'll say shit to me and he'll know it's going to piss me off. But like, I'm pissed off, but I'm not pissed off at him. I'm pissed off at what he's saying because whatever he's saying is like, I'm mad because it's true or I'm mad because it's. So the more brutally honest and transparent you can be. Oh, you know, we, we, lo- we load it up. You got to load it up. I, I like starting off with people like that. Like if I'm working with someone or developing a business, like a relationship at work, I right from the bat, I'm, um, you need to be as transparent as possible. Like I might be aggressive with how I talk, but that's how right. I am. So like, right. you tell me exactly when you don't understand something, like you just like, you feel real free. Like, you know, ping me anytime, send me an email. If you need questions, like I'm in their so, shit. So like from the go, at what point are you starting your own business? I don't know, man. Dude, I've he, talked about he, Dave since I met him. Mo- he's more ready to start a business than 90% of the people <laughs> yeah. that have been in business for 10 years. Yeah. But he had to go through the struggle. He had to go through the struggle. Like you're the, there, man. Get cut phase. Yeah. That's what happened with like I with had to like, pay off my debt too. Like I had sixty grand of debt. That's part of, of the that's part that, of the phase. That was huge, man. And that So if you had to do something, what would you do? Any like same kind of genre industry or would you change it completely? Because you're love, probably the per- person and in, in, that can feel like they could do ninety like a lot of the tasks out there and a lot of jobs out there really well. Do you feel that way? Yeah, but I okay, I do, but I also think that if I've gained any experience, it's you have to have a really good team. You have to have people. And yeah. I am a very, I'm a social animal. And if you can't command people and you can't work with them and you can't empathize, because sometimes you don't give a fuck about like their bad day, but you got to listen to it because you got to get through to like what they fucking do. Because then yeah. you, I got to take that information down and then do my job. But like sometimes you need to, you know, and that's like a huge thing for me, like just being empathetic. Like I'm a little bit of a psychopath when you like boil it down because yeah. I can get hyper focused to the point where I'm like really, really mean to be around. Like people personally around me, uh, it's I think a lot of assholeness <laughs> is mis misconstrued as like hyper focused or like I think what you're saying is 100 percent right. And people that don't understand where your mind is, it comes off wrong. But I bet you'd find a lot of people that understand your emotion of where you're at too, mm-hmm. and then can like focus what they're doing into what you're doing. Like there's a give and take there, there are, right? The people that I work with, there's not many people and. If I find somebody that's like that, I latch onto them and I make them, I become like part of their, okay, so I wanted to talk about a couple of things. 
and uh, I'm doing my MBA course, uh, coursework, and we have this stupid, stupid class where all I do is like read these articles and write about them, and he has papers. Like, like casework. Yeah, it's like organizational behavior. And there's all these like researchers that have done, you know, research within major businesses to figure out how, like, what motivates people or how to best, like, yeah. uh, you know, evaluate people. And they use uh, cases from, like, Deloitte and what they did and Johnson & Johnson. And there's a couple couple uh, articles that really stood out to me. And, like, the one we just recently read is how they found that in most corporations that, and this really stuck with me when I first walked in because you said this, uh, that their leaders are teachers, okay? To be a really great leader, you have to be a really great teacher. And when you said... I was like, oh, do you guys do a lot of subs? He's like, yeah, but you said the subs that we train, the subs that we work with, you, it, it sounds to me like you guys are doing really well. You're doing exciting things. You know, you have a lot of, pro you have a lot of like, you've got a lot of capital coming out. Like you, you're doing some huge things and they're really nice. I just, I, you know, I show everybody like, you know, we try, my mom. we try and stay like, we're humble about it, but like we do, we're. We're we're very we're at the ground floor of what we're yeah, like. We know where we're gonna go and because, where we're gonna get to. Yeah, so it's like at, hard. To, we're it's proud hard of to what like, we've done. Yeah, we're definitely proud of what we've done. But, it sounds but like we also know teachers. like we're always and we're also trying to teach each other. So like right. we want to get. You were saying the best you're learning from each other. Like yeah. you're taking information from him and you're learning and you're sending information back and you have that you're developing that like uh, uh, good working relationship synergy. Just, Yin and yang, but it's not. You guys can bounce shit off of each other, right? Like you can, you can so, flip so, out. So, I, I'm, dude, sometimes I'm too out. much. No, sometimes we, we bounce holes. Like I got, well, we gotta leave. Like we'll, I gotta leave. Yeah, yeah like, really? Like we'll be you we'll, know what that's like that's like brother fighting. You know, you know what it is? No, it's, it's like fighting. it's like when it's you like, used to have we like, go down rabbit holes. Like we'll yeah. we'll start talking. We'll be like, dude, I have this problem. I need so and so out there Tuesday. They're not calling me back, and he'll be like, all right, well, I have this problem. I need your I need your advice on how to make this We go all the way like. That we, sounds like healthy communication. It is, yeah, but, but it's sometimes, like sometimes, sometimes we, get we gotta off get topic <laughs> so far. <laughs> okay. Once you well, pop, you don't stop. You know what? That's that's like there's an so we gotta to get we're too. we're now trying to like. That's why we have the whiteboard set up all over the place. This place right. is a mess. We like try and stay physically in front Very of us on tough. topic because if we don't do, we get like we we love what we do so much and we're so oh passionate about it. We'll um, get down these rabbit holes, and next thing you'd be like, "Dude, we didn't solve a single thing." No, I got yeah. done with my day today. And there's like ten things I had to do, and I was like, "Well, didn't do that, yeah. didn't do this." He's like stacking do up that. all the things he didn't do. Well, you're doing a lot of stuff. We are doing a lot of stuff a day. Growing, and we're, you're like we're, you're yeah. in that. You're like not that you're well. You're young in your existence, so the if what, what, if what we can figure, yeah, what we need to figure out now is like when we're how do we transfer our ideas to some other guys that are up and coming and learning, but want to like be on our team. But who's the right person to take and like be like, dude, I need you to take all these crazy ideas we have on how we would build houses and the quality and like what we want to do and come up and like help us execute that so we can keep coming up with better and better ideas, right? So like we have a lot of we have a lot of like business things going, and yeah. if we could find someone that like knows building enough that like we can like get him wrapped up in like our tribe or her. Yeah, him or her. Him or her. I don't give a shit as so long as you're a good builder. What do you What do you need? Like, um, it's it's really it, we don't need a superintendent. That's no, not what we need. Right, so so like, it's like it's like a, it's like a hybrid role. I guess if I had yeah. to envision this person, they would be like, I mean, like, skilled, capable, but also like 
understanding like a vision and like yeah. taking it and like I, I don't I'm not a micromanager in the sense that like I'm really good at being like hey I, well I need to get better at communicating like the whole out vision but like I'm really really good at being like hey look this is what we're gonna do getting everybody really excited about it this is the direction we're gonna go in and like this is how we need to get there I need that person that's like I give them the map and they know how to navigate my map mm. Well, it's a tough, with their, it's a with tough their flair. That's very, I don't like, care if you, if you if you have to go. I say on the map. You, don't you know have Andrew? to. You he's have a, to go he's through a the walk a metaphor. Man. You have yeah, to go through the map. mountain pass <laughs> on my map. He's like, I'm going through the Shire <laughs> with Bilbo and Frodo. <laughs> Gandalf just joined up. We have a ring. We don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I was thinking. But like, say like I chart your path out, and you come up against some obstacle, and you think, okay, I need to double back. Head down option B. Andrew didn't know about option B because he didn't see this. Like I'm, I, I but have he the ability. But he would have chosen option B. Like, like they know, like they that, know I trust yeah. them. But like we have one guy that's like that. We're like he fits in real well. But like we're we're spread thin, man. Okay, so here's my question for you. <laughs> right. We're spread real thin. But, but I think you know the honestly one of the best things that could have happened to us was the COVID. I mean, to be it's forced it, you to like kind of it's forced us to be like. Get together and start it's, using it. Well, it made us shut down for two weeks and gave us one a, so much Once time in a lifetime opportunity that if people didn't take advantage of it, they were retards. You had the first time in history that he they meet, closed. He meets that in the technical definition. That you closed down the country. The world is shut down. You could literally say normal business, pause. Advance working on the business for two to three weeks of like ideas and how to restructure. And it's taken us three weeks to get to the point where now we're having these like unbelievable conversations, but it's taken us that time to like, stop. And we're not falling behind anybody, right? Like we're actually probably doing more in the field than most mm -hmm. because we're doing things to make things watertight. We just happen to be in those like we had a lot situations. Of situations. Yeah. We had a lot of critical situations that we can take care of. And so, like, all the other builders I know that only had maybe, maybe they did 100 homes and only, like, two or three of them were in a position where they could finish to a point and then they had to stop. You know, we only have, we have, like, four or five homes at a time going on, right? And they just all happen to be somewhat in the same situation. And so, for us, it's like, boom, like, we can keep advancing and keep getting ahead of everybody there. But we can also stop on our business and be like, look, this is what we need to start working on. Well, what it actually, so if you to be fully transparent yeah. about what it did, it allowed, and, like, this is just, like, going back to, like, our kind of, like, we have a very natural ebb and flow to our relationship. Like, he, I I fell back on Aldex work and started pushing up, like, the After 5 thing and then, like, all our website stuff, the After 5 website, the Aldex website, the Revival website, started redoing all that. Like, so I literally sat on the computer for two weeks just doing everything possible, literally doing everything possible that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to sit down and crush out in just one long strip. Yeah, it would have taken months. So when months. we came back out into the business world, like everything was buttoned up and I could literally focus on like the next thing. So like I was, and then like he focused, he was there with the siding guys. And then like he was just checking up on the projects every day that needed to make sure that nobody was like, Stealing, you know, hanging out, or stealing copper. No, but it's been. It, so again, like, it's been one of the yeah. first times. You, you could also, I mean, for the first week, I took a vacation for a week. I said, "Look, like I have not, I'm not gonna be able to take a vacation again mm -hmm. for probably like two to three years, like a hardcore, non-working vacation." Because the whole you know world I mean? shut down. Because the whole world shut down. I can actually take a vacation where I literally don't have to do anything for a week, 
Now I did do stuff because that's just my nature and improvement, but I was able to take a week and like completely reset the mindset in my mind and all the stress and everything Mm -hmm. and just completely reset my whole life. And it's like, I don't know if that would ever have happened again. You know what I mean? So like, but there's a lot of companies that had to work through this that didn't get that opportunity. Right. And there's a lot of companies that pretended to work and made their people and forced them to work and forced them on zoom calls and all that crap. And all those people just didn't want to work. You know what I mean? Like who the hell wants to take a Zoom call at 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. just to say that the team's awake? Yeah, I don't want anybody to think that it's like us being like self-righteous or our ego is getting in the way. I hope purely, I don't purely, 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 I'll edit it out if you do, don't worry. No, no, no. What like, I'm saying is come like, off a lot, a lot like purely that. what our concern was is that like it stops with us. So like yeah. if we choose to sit at home, that choice to sit at home trickles down the line to other people and affects them what those people do necessarily might not necessarily affect us backwards up ways yeah it might affect our project but like if you don't pay your bills i don't give a shit yeah that's Uh, not my problem but if i don't pay my bills it's a problem that's your problem yeah you know what i'm saying so like Uh, usually what it is is like the pressure of like making sure that you're always on top of the game for the other people that are involved a hundred percent hundred percent so so like we probably essentially have four to five more weeks of this, like half working, half not working. Although they did say construction with strict guidelines could go back to work. May eighth. May eighth. So that's another. Did you hear two what the weeks. phase one federal like no. protocol was? You have so they want fourteen days of recession on the on the expanse of the COVID. For, <laughs> the recession of the COVID. For, yeah. For phase one of the. <coughs> industry rollback out and I think that they're includes change restaurant, that definition that includes restaurants cinemas uh venues all, all the stuff and then 14, schools part okay. too they want 14 days of the cdc guidelines implemented no, no they the want 14, 14 days, days of, of the de- virus of declining cases on a daily basis okay so we so, haven't reached that yet no so no, one we're not one day of the virus like so if we go 13 days of decline and then we boop, scoop back up they, i think they're, they're going to change you know the guideline so they're going to have like an average like they do stocks like a you know five so day stupid? we don't average. even have a good denominator they're you know they're going off of it's uh that's not how you well whatever i get it but like what a way to control information again like it's so ridiculous like talk to us like we're adults bill maher came out and said this he's like talk to us like we're adults i don't want li- to listen to cnn and fox news and all this shit all the time they both just, suck yeah just tell me what the data looks like you know, like, give us the honest truth. But They're we're not. just such and that we've, That's what we've all said. Like, nonsense. at some point, you know when you lie to someone for a long time, they become desensitized to your lying? It's like we are, it's, I would say society is now becoming Do de- they, do they, though? Yes. Okay, let me, let me say this. Oh, it's cry wolf. The better way to say okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Cry wolf. Okay. If you cry wolf. Yeah, like, I just get, like, all right, yeah, 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 I just I just talk about lying because of, you know, he's talking about, like, they're just basically lying to us is. Yeah. Now we're all kind of becoming desensitized and we all want to get back to work and we're having like protests and shit because if they would have told us the truth and said like, look, this is this or that, it's going to affect this people and this people and it's very dangerous and you should be scared. But here's the data, right? Yeah. They didn't do that. They've been like, and they're, and they're not clear as to like who is, it. I think we are very clear as to who is being affected by this now in my personal reading and my personal opinion. Yeah. I think we're clear. I think that information and clarity is not being offered to the masses. Well, I don't have access. Nobody, no, I don't have a million people listening to me. 
Yeah. I know this, but if I had a million people listening so to me. So we have a million people listen to us in five years and they go back and listen to like episode 11. I think they're going to be like, fuck, well, you well, could have saved the world, bro. Well, you have a million people listening. To you. you have a real responsibility. Well, that's why Joe Rogan's to really To not good, say right? something fucked up. Joe Rogan's good too because like if you listen to him enough, most I, I don't like people that take his podcast to, to you mean to, sound word. bites. You know, no, so we, I call them Church himself. Rogan. In he's, the gym. He's good at disclaiming himself. He'll be like, look, I don't know what I'm talking about. He'll yeah. always use Google for his new... Like, you know, I listen to him because I enjoy... But he's him. honest about it. He's yeah, open with yeah. it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a man's transparent. Man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, but the, I, ge- but the it's guest... It's not like he's trying the, to sell you on anything, too. No, he's but not, the guest that he has on... He's pretty bipartisan. That's what the value is. Yeah. That's why we had you Oh, on. I, I agree. So... Thanks, guys. I felt so... Dude, I was so nervous coming up here. I was like, I don't want to do this, but... Because I said yes, but I was like, let me think about it. Because I, you know. You don't know what it's like. Can I be honest yeah. with you? It's a little strange. But can I be honest with you? Yes. I would prefer you be honest with me. I was. Like, don't be afraid. I'm all, I, I, one of my flaws is that I always give people a lot of chances. <laughs> right. I was a little worried you were going to bail. Oh, dude. Dude. Well, here's the thing. I but like, I felt. I but he felt was talking about saying. Of, yeah. I felt some sort of like when I saw you on Thanksgiving. There yeah. was something like genuinely you were like trying to like be like, hey, like we should just, you know. I saw you uh, at the bar and I was like, look, I got to go say hi to him. Yeah. Because for a long time I was very flaky. I was going to ask you, I really want to, I wanted to ask each of you um, what you feel like you've, because I feel like we've just done a, a period of growth from like 20 to where we are now. Yeah, a lot you of You grow it. a lot. Mm. And the, I used to, I, I still lied to a lot of people. I still, <laughs> I let, me, let, me, let me clear this. Say, it, say it in a political I lie to group. women. A lot, okay. Like that's that's my. I lie to women. That's predominantly my biggest demographic. Like, like women, you're dating your mom. Per, like if you had a pie chart and the people I lie to, it'd be like ninety nine point one percent are women. The rest is like I don't know, toll booth employees. <laughs> so she's like extra likely to be lied to if she's a toll booth employee and a woman. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. She ain't get any truth at all. But uh. And, like, I guess I was flaky for a while because, like, I would, I didn't, like you were talking about earlier, I didn't have that maturity yet to say, like, I don't want to do this. Because, like, a lot of the times you'd be like, your buddy would be like, hey, uh, it's Monday morning. And he's yeah. like, hey, man, let's hang out next Saturday. All right, looks cool. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and, uh, and this is a funny story. And then Friday night comes on, you're like, I don't want to fucking do that. But you don't have the, you know, you don't have the wherewithal to call somebody. So you, I flake out. Dude, I played for the softball team on Sunday mornings. I missed all these games, completely fucked them because they were missing an out. <laughs> they were missing. I was a left fielder and they had a, it was a four man outfield. It was like one of those like big bat softball leagues. Yeah. And uh, you needed like an outfield because the ball would go fucking forever. So um, sometimes we play like three outfielders and a short fielder. It's crazy. Like a lot of strategy in a men's uh, softball mornings <laughs> on Sunday. And actually, no, I, 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 I enjoy it. I 100% get what but you're I, saying. I'd be like, oh yeah, dude. I, I would tell them. I wouldn't tell them on like Wednesday that I look. I you'd wait until the last I got, possible. Second I took a job like, up at that uh, restaurant up there. Yeah. So I was working Saturday and Sundays, but I didn't tell them like, "Hey, man, I took a job." For some reason, I was like, "Why not?" Like, I just didn't tell them. I didn't show up, <laughs> and they, dude, for like five weeks, I did this, and then they were finally were like, "Hey, man, you can't." Like, we got to find somebody, and it created this. And I, that's the shit I would do. I yeah. just wouldn't. I would. It's like I, it's like it's like lying on such little things, but once you learn the power of no, be like. No, do you know what I start? I started doing it with golf. Mm. People like I'm a decent golfer. People would ask me to play golf, and I'd be like, "Sure, no problem, I'll play." 
And then like it would become like the next morning, be like, dude, I'm definitely not gonna play. Like I'm gonna wanna like go ride my bikes with my kids, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna wanna like throw a ball with them, or I'm gonna wanna go to work. Like, I don't wanna play golf. Yeah. Right? And like I started to, like, flake out on golf people, and I was like, oh, this is getting bad. I just got to tell them no. Yeah. Right? Because, like, golf yeah. is one thing you don't want to flake out on. Because if you're playing for money, which we always do, you need four people to have a legit game. Unless you want to play, like, wolf or nines. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think anybody nines. invites me to do anything. That's because you always say no. Do I? I, I find myself being more of a homebody. Like, I mean, I got a lot of things. Do you want to play golf? I mean, yeah. Oh. Dude, I play golf. I'll play golf. Well, I mean, you knew I'd play golf with you. No, I know, but we should probably like we make have, that a we, priority. We each have a golf club membership that we don't use. Oh, Jesus Christ, we do. Although we can't use it right now. How can we not play golf? So, quick this question. So and if I have to I delete, if I have to delete this off of here, I will. I have like fifty balls in like a bucket. Yeah. Do you think we can just you know redneck driving range somewhere? Like is Just, that? Are Justin, we gonna get in Justin trouble for our that? Buddy, no, Justin, the buddy that said. Can up I the, smack a couple golf balls out? The only thing you gotta be worried about, you gotta make sure you get them all, because if they go in the fucking tractor, the guy's gonna be pissed, right? So like, probably best. Why do I hit him into a non-tractor area? <laughs> because you want to go get the balls and reuse them and hit them again. We're not wasting fifty golf balls, bro. That's good. I point. got shag bags, dude. Shag bag, dude. Here's what we're Dave gonna do. Dave plays golf. Do you play golf? Oh, all right. Here's what I'm we're like gonna a do. Twenty handicap. Let me throw that in. Uh, there. Okay. <laughs> I can make both of you. I don't know what that means. That's how good. I that's... can make both of you single digit handicaps if we if we took this time. Are you I'm that a, good? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, single if, digit handicap is pretty good. Yeah. Yo, what what'd you go means... to college for? I went to college for golf. Now, so <laughs> handicap, <laughs> handicap is just the standard, like the standard deviation away. It's the average you are away from par in correlation to five guys who played the course on a Tuesday afternoon. And average their scores out and took away their bad shots. This is how they used to rate handicap. Holes. I thought it was like if you Wait, like, can you say that again for oh, the slow listeners? Yeah, I'll go into it. And by they, slow, I mean they slow changed thinking. how they did it, but they used to send four guys out, right? Okay, four dudes that were professional. This is golfers. back when people golfed. Not that long ago. Well, this, like, this is like five years ago. Is how they used to do the handicap really? system. They would go golf your course, and they would take they would sh- play their golf, and then like. If they took a score of what they normally would do, that'd be the score for the hole, right? But if they had, like, a shank or something, they would, like, zip that out, right? I zip mine out. So it would be perfect golf. It would be, like, as perfect as, 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 perfect as that player could get. And they would know what they – and then they would do a slope rating and this rating. They would measure things, and they would do it, like, based on that. But they would play it to get the feel of the course. And then they would just come up with some you – no, know, it, it was some science behind it. But they come up with, like, an arbitrary way to, like, rate the holes. Then they switched in the method. So if it's a four-par – it takes a pro four swings. It takes an average scratch golfer. Someone that's good shots. but not a pro. Not a pro. A pro would be like a plus. Are we talking about the par system? Yeah. Or are we talking about the handicap system? Same thing. It's correlated. Okay. Keep right? going. So, like, there's a slope, which is, like, how difficult the course is. Right. And then correlation to par. So, like, and mostly handicapping is there for tournaments to make us all equal. And then gambling is where it really starts to get emotional. Yeah, I, knew, I figured that's what it was. When, because, like... No one cares if they're playing with their buddies and like the handicap system. They're playing for fun. They don't care like what their buddies are doing. It evens right? the playing field, so you can bet against golf, them. right? I play golf. Everything we're doing is a gamble because it has to be entertaining, right? I completely agree. You have to go out there and on hole number one, you got to be betting. Yep, and you got to have like when you, you have find, to have skin when in you the find game. a group it's of like guys, investing. and you don't need to play for a ton of money, but you have to play for enough that if you have a bad day, it fucking hurts. 
Yeah, just like, like when investing. you play poker, like it you just have like to have investing. skin in the game. People are like, what should I buy? I'm like, just put money into a good it's stock, amazing. and you're gonna be amazed at how much more news you read that it's market related, and you're gonna have some skin in the game. So don't talk to me until you do that. Exactly. So dude, don't please don't get let's on not okay. get me fired up on All right. that. Back to the golf this thing. Stock. By the way, I want to talk you, some the, stock. E trade warriors out when, there, when, I'll when, fucking <laughs> slap you in the mouth with your thousand dollars in your portfolio, talking to me about stock tips. Would you like take that thousand dollars, bank up a whole bunch of like six months worth of income, and then start and like the uh, no, it's gotta go somewhere. No, I gotta get off this. The the handicap, like playing golf, when you find a group of like four to eight guys that are like really good golfers, that's your crew. Like that's it, or or who like to gamble. Not even like good golfers. They just want to gamble, have fun, and like at least that's the kind of golf. You can turn us to single digit. Yeah, because we're gonna have a lot of fucking fun, and we can talk about business all the time. So you're pretty good then. I think at the height, I was like a plus two. Okay, but here's my... So does that... But that goes back to like, if you're playing at 72, par 72, you're hitting 74, 75, like... A scratch on a 72 rated course would hit a 72 theoretically on an average day, right? Right. On, on a good day. Because um, your handicap's always the best 10 scores, the last whatever. Yeah. It's always the best... T- yeah. Mm. It's always the best 10 scores out of the last like six months or whatever. The, I, I don't... Like I've been out of the game so long, I don't even focus, but... Um, so it's always the best, like your potential, right? So a two, three handicap is going to shoot 74 to 79, 90% of the time, right? So on any course, if you're a 20 and I'm, if I'm a 20 and you're a two, then that means you give me 18 strokes. I give you one stroke a hole. Okay. If, if the difference is smaller than that, you give me, if I'm say that, can we go back? Can we go with that again? I was just staring at his beauty. (laughs) Um, so, so if he if he's a twenty and I'm a now I said plus two so if I was plus two you had to give me twenty twenty two, but or I'd have to give you twenty two but let's say I was a two or three or, which is probably where I'm at oh yeah yeah, yeah. So why like, is plus two because it goes twenty down to zero and then you get better than a scratch mm. you start to go plus so it's like plus one plus two most pros if they kept the handicap which I think they do but again they're tournament scores so they're always like hyped. So but at the end like of the match, plus five or a plus six. So at oh, the end so of the like match, the, you tally up everybody's score and then you add five onto you theirs do it to balance. On, well, it depends on how you're playing, but Wait. normally you do it on a whole by whole basis. Like if this, if you were a two, a, a two hand, so or, you can gamble on each hole. If you were a twenty and I was a nineteen, okay, I would have to give you one stroke. On the scorecard, there's a hole number one. Mm. That's where the strokes start. Right. So on the hardest hole in the course, I have to give you a stroke. So if I score a five and you score a six, we tied. That's where that rating comes into. The rating, the rating where the guys play the course to determine uh, the hardest holes. So, yeah, I guess. So it, eighteen on the card that was is a the much easiest better. hole. Okay. Yeah. So like, the if I give you seventeen strokes, you're on giving the me the first hole, seven, the, the seventeen hardest holes. Yeah, one right? through seven. Now the people you can't play golf with. And these are the guys that drive me fucking nuts is when they're like a 36 handicap or a 30 handicap. And you're like, dude, I know you can shoot 110, but I also know you can shoot like 85 on a good day. If you went out right now, what would you shoot at your course? Uh, I just go to I haven't played since September. It's been a long time. You give me one week. I'm not like, giving you one week. I'm giving. I'm sending right you out now, right now. Seventy nine to eighty one. Okay, that's still really good. So that yeah. So you're. But I would be pissed, and I would not be happy, and I would say like. Would you end up on Barstool? That would be like my best golf day I've ever <laughs> no. had. Our buddy made a video on Barstool. Like he didn't make a video on Barstool. His wife pulled up the security cam footage of him hitting smashing golf up balls lawn furniture and smacking. He, he, he said he, came, he like came inside, and he like they pulled up the video, 
And he literally was like out there smashing stuff because he was golfing bad into the net. Mm. Fucking videos hilarious. It's got like two million views on Barstool already. It's fucking hilarious. I used to get dude. really mad when I play. Um, you know, privately by myself, maybe I like let a fuck out or something. You know, I don't, I'm not that guy like takes into the next hole because nobody wants to golf with that guy. My buddy does that. If he starts having a bad day, everybody's having a fucking bad day. And you're you like, dude, you, fuck you, you. It, it, fuck I, you for coming out here on Saturday when it's like my only fucking time. And you gotta have be an asshole. To have, yeah. So here's what here's what happened when you were a kid. You had to be an asshole. You had to fucking get it out of your system. How many, like, did you play when you were young? Like, uh, like 10, I think we probably So when you were 10, fucking broke clubs. But I wasn't playing that much. Uh, I probably played so like twice like I a played, year. I broke clubs, smashed clubs, bags. Uh, one time my buddy hit his, his golf bag so bad he broke all four woods in his bag. That's crazy. But we were young. Now that you're older, if some guy does become like that, you just had to say, look, man, shut the fuck up. I, like, I come out, just tell him the truth. And I'll, then... And I'll then he'll slam be better. My irons. <laughs> I, I think somebody that's, that's okay. <laughs> an isolated, an like, isolated event. Nobody gets awkward about. It's when you fucking now. If you swear because you just lost a like a hundred dollar hole, fuck is fuck is okay. Like shit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck you. I would love to play. You can get fired up with each other. Nobody bothers that. At least I don't when I play with somebody. What I get fired up about is when someone's like bitching about their golf game. It's like shut the fuck up. None of us play enough to really care. Do you get out at all, Andrew? Do you play? That's that's such a golf term. Do you get help? <laughs> so, do you play golf? Uh, he's gonna play. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have clubs. clubs. I have oh, clubs. Do? I've played. The first time I, I used my club, that broke my four hybrid in like the first fifteen As minutes. As you should. Um, <laughs> Dude, I smashed it, and then I was like, it's "Oh, is this what club. golf? Is this what golf's gonna be like?" <laughs> Somebody was like, "No, no, you don't. sport. It's such a frustrating sport." Yeah, I think I've played golf. Full rounds of golf I've played maybe five. I now so like good, we're talking about old people my whole teaching life. young people how to play like not just last year. How like many? That was my whole life. How many? Five. Do you oh, like? Geez. And I have a club membership. Well, that's the problem with golf, right? It's you were saying earlier. Like, I tried. You said, a, you said no to a lot of people. Sometimes you want to golf at like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Like I'm like that. So if I plan, I, I rarely like plan ahead my golfing trips. My brother I like and I would go so many yeah. different schedules. It's Drink at the gri driving range a lot, dude. That's fun. That's what no, we would but do, dude. Uh, I spend a lot of money for a driving range membership, basically. When you can teach, you know how we were talking about how like old people could teach young people things. Yeah. Whenever I see a young golfer, you have to tell them like, look, you have to if you're gonna be good at golf, or even good as a twenty handicapper. You have to pretend you have to be a fucking shark on that tee box. You have to have zero mercy for who you're playing. And that's when you become good. The guys that have quiet, like complete drive to beat everybody on the golf course, if you can harness that energy and that effort, mm -hmm. it's that interior motivation of competition that these guys are like Brooks Kepka is a savage on the golf course. Dude. But but I would He's also so say fucking good. But here's like, what's crazy about Brooks Kepka. Here's what's crazy about golf and what's crazy about Tiger Woods. Brooks Kepka won, a, you know, the U.S. Open. He won the U.S. Open again. He was he he won, won like the PGA. He won a no, ton of no he, Masters. He almost had the grand had the grand slam. Yes, yeah, last year when Tiger yeah. came in first, but he, he was winning second. a lot, right? But think about this: none of these guys had had the staying power. Like, remember when everyone's like losing their shit about Spieth a few years ago? Because yeah. he was like, now he's staying power is zero. Roy Tiger McElroy. Woods was number one in the in the world for five years. I'm so straight. glad we drew, we grew up in the in the Tiger Woods era. He's my favorite golfer by far. 
forget his personal life. Fuck, like he, he's his, insane. But he the eats, reason I breathes, think that he was so sleeps. good is his mom was Asian and super disciplined, and his dad was in the military. And I can guarantee, I know a lot of mil- the the dads are tough. Usually, if the dad's in the military, would you agree with that? Tough dads, no no messing around kind of way. But he's taught his son that competitive drive. Same thing, dude. Tiger steps off on a tee even now, and he says, I'm going to beat everybody else on this golf course right now. The only person that could beat me is myself. Golf is the the one true, uh, what they call it, a a needle, a, a point of measure of how well someone is at controlling their emotions into execution. You right. think golf is like the one true thing that does that? No, I'm just saying golf, golf is okay. a golf is a craft that will make you think like that. So, like, if you take the attitude you have toward golf and apply it toward business, like, yeah, there's you, so many. You're, you're only gonna, like you said, you're only gonna beat yourself. So it's like an, it's in a matter of stop beating yourself. Like, like with my house flip, like overspending, doing like all sorts of, um, you know, like, yeah. Tell me, not making sport the right decisions. That. What does that? What What other sport does it on a true personal level? You want you want to know what does martial arts? Yeah, you, uh, but no, not, you, you have but, to rely on somebody else. Golf is the only sport you don't have to rely. Have you, saying, ever, have you ever have you ever challenge? Have you ever had to compete man to man and lost and had to walk out of there? No, but you're also learning that, that is it, the most humbling experience I, I to come back from something like that. I think that. it's more advanced than golf. Martial arts is more advanced golf because not only do you not have to lose to yourself, you also now have to don't have to lose to a person. What I'm saying is winning or losing on the golf course is a true measure of someone's mental ability. Because it's you because know one is handicapped. Martial arts is not handicapped. You can't go and say you handicap by weight class, but you you don't really handicap by skill level unless you're just learning. But once you get to the perfect what's the belt system. What is weight cutting? I understand, but what I'm saying is if that you per- weigh 180 pounds normal, that's the only measure. And you cut down to my 160, and I weigh 160 normal. You have a huge advantage to me. You normally weigh 180. You weigh. But you guys pounds. are. You're kind of comparing. You're comparing similar things, but dissimilar things. Because mm. when you're golfing, yeah, you're working on like a craft. You're making decisions. Golfing is nothing like fighting. Club selection. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> fighting. Like, don't get defensive it's when like, I say golf. I'm not. You what you did because you said golf. You said golf is the only thing. No. Golf is a true measure. Yeah, you say you speak like that though. You speak very emotionally. Yeah, like we it's all a, do. It's a true measure so, of being able to take and interpret your capabilities with your handicap because you can take a shitty person. Mm. That's what I was saying. Let me let me finish that. You can take a shitty person, and as long as they're good at controlling themselves and they can golf up to their shitty potential with the handicap system, you can beat a professional. Martial arts. At my weight, yeah, if I cut weight, I cannot go b- fight a professional fighter because there's no handicap system. I'm going to get my ass fucking kicked. It's not like I get to walk up and say I get 20 free punches at that motherfucker's you get face. You come prepared. The, well, you know what, what I'm saying though, is but you, that's why golf is the ultimate sport because you can take bad people and good people and put them together. And as long as people can control their emotions, they can play on a level playing field as long as they're honest about their handicap. Mm. But it's a true competitor sport. But here's why they're similar because they're both they're both similar because when it comes down to it, it's about like physical and mental fatigue. If you're not prepared physically and mentally to yeah. fight someone or go like beat someone in the PGA Tour, you have no business being there. No, but you, we can. And play. you have to train. We, friends can play. If you and I were to well, be yeah, the same that's, weight, that's, that's why golf's so good. It's so but universal. That's a dissimilarity. Because if you and I were the same weight, and I didn't, I'm not a martial arts background, but you are a martial arts. But you and I cannot go and 
fight each other. I'll line up. I'll yes, lay, you can. It's called Mortal Kombat. I'll lay up in the fucking. I'll, I'll be on the ground on the mat, bleeding. Right, and you'll have to have like been John. Like, that was the whole plot of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate to poke those in your theory. So you're touching off Mortal Kombat. I have a real, like, a real realization, Andrew Man realization, Corona realization. I, I was like watching this girl come out of the Wawa the other day as I'm getting gas, and I'm like, where have I seen her before? You know, I recognize those eyes. Couldn't couldn't <laughs> quite see her face because she had a mask on. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I'm like, holy shit. That's the chick from Mortal Kombat. Really? No, it wasn't. She Holy just looked at because she had a medical mask on. She looked uh, like Sub Zero's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dude, cool. like, so, like, Dude. how many of those cosplay guys are walking around with, like, hard ons right now because all the, the hot girls look like Ninja Warriors? Dude, you're like, 34. Yeah. And you're 32. Mm-hmm. Was like, can we talk about how cool arcades were when you were, like, 15, 13? Yeah. From, like, I don't know, the first time I saw an arcade, I was like, man, what's that? And she's like, you're not allowed in there. And I was like, eh. So yeah, I feel like that's what was cool about arcades. It's like when oh, we man. were younger, it wasn't like, no, you're not Do you not remember putting quarters in a Mortal Kombat for like the first My time? You're like, I'm going to play this. Your adrenaline's like spiked. You're about to see like <laughs> blood and shit that you shouldn't see. Dude, My, What's the special My move? buddy had the, the fucking high score on Pac-Man. That's not a cool flex. Fuck you. Pac-Man's really <laughs> difficult. I don't care Pac-Man's... about the flex of Pac-Man. What I'm saying Dude, is my buddy, walking he into that 20. fucking place called Papa T's in Dillon, Montana, and having your buddy as the high score, yeah, it was like a, so that's... fucking frustrating because you're like, dude, I can't beat that yeah. guy. Oh, I thought you were saying like, guy, like you no. beat him, my buddy. But like, that's what... I know a guy that... We, we used to go for lunch, and you could get like... We had like two bucks for lunch, I think. Most of us got like one or two dollars. Mm. And like we'd go and get like fries. We could go to a school lunch and get a whole meal for two bucks. Or we could just go to the bar down the street that was like a pizza bar during the day, but it had an arcade. So every lunch, it was like, you could pay like a dollar. Remember when 20 bucks was a lot of money, and now you can just like walk down the street and you're like, oh, 20 bucks, I just lost it. Yeah. Like, Dude, I was yeah, I was saying the other day that like uh, no matter what I order on Amazon, it comes out to $125. Dude, I Like no matter what I order. Like I start out, like you start out on a discount thing, and the next thing you know, you're just like... You know what I'm saying? I got a piss, dude. Yeah, we're going to take a break here. Dude, this we're going to take a break. Yo, I'm this so is episode 10 of the After 5 podcast. We're probably going to record episode 11 because I feel like this is going here. I don't know what's going on. After 5.